Welcome in again to the Who Day Den. Our Cincinnati Bengals, our AFC Championship game, bound one win away from a Super Bowl appearance. Marinate on that one win, and we're playing for a Super Bowl for the city of Cincinnati. Joe Burrow in his second season playing for a Super Bowl. If we can get one more win. Come on. I mean, even the most optimistic of fans could not have predicted this this season. It's been an outrageously fun to follow team. And the season, thankfully, just keeps going. Coming off a win over the Tennessee Titans in the AFC divisional round of the playoffs. I I was at the Raiders game last week, celebrated with 60,000 people, uh, a playoff win that was weighing heavily on all of our shoulders here. And, and of course, I got sick, so wasn't really able to record a Titans preview. Started to feel a little bit better later in the week. And really, it was a really cool uh, opportunity, kind of out of nowhere. I was gifted uh, box seat tickets to Titans Bengals game. So shout out Bob for the generous offer that he put out on Twitter. Not sure if you're listening, Bob, but thank you. You're, you're, you're a real one, man. Uh, shout out Andrew. Andrew and DJ, you guys tagged me in Bob's post. Thank you very much. Uh, put that offer on my radar. Really cool experience to attend that game. Obviously made even sweeter by a Bengals win, but uh, now I'm back to having a froggy voice here. So apologies on that, but it is what it is, and uh, it's worth it. Now, when we look at that Bengals 19-16 to win over the Titans, I want to talk about the offense. Maybe because it's the worst of the two between... The, the offensive defense, I want to get the, the worst part out of the way first. We know that the offensive line played poorly all the way around. We didn't generate much push in, in the run blocking game. Mixon struggled to get uh, positive yardage more often than not. We struggled to protect Joe and pass blocking. That was painfully obvious. That uh, Anybody watching the game saw that. We know that there are things that need cleaned up there, no doubt about it. But I think there were a couple big plays from this offense that are worth highlighting. And before, actually, before we get to that, I actually want to talk about the plays coming out or directly after the sacks that were taken, if that makes sense. So I thought that one of the things the offense did pretty well, and a lot of it is Joe Burrow's uh, persistence and the, the way he just picks himself up after each sack. He's never yelling at his offensive line, his leadership, his poise, all that stuff. But I'm sure some of it also is Zach Taylor uh, and some of the play calls he he dialed in. So obviously nine sacks, three of those happened on third down. So the next plays after those three sacks were a couple of punts and then a field goal. So you have six sacks that happened on first or second down. And on the very next play, the yardage gained after a sack was 21 yards on a pass to Mixon, four yards on a pass to Pirine. 7 yards to Higgins, 1 yard to Uzama, 11 to Uzama, 13 to Higgins. So all in all, I thought the Bengals did a pretty good job, even though they were shooting themselves in the foot a little bit, getting themselves behind the chains with the the sacks. They were doing a pretty good job of making up that yardage and trying to get back on track fairly quickly on the next play. And being able to do that, I think, is was a key, even though the offense didn't really roll all day long. They still were able to move the ball enough to get, you know, into field goal range a number number of times, obviously score a touchdown, things like that. So I thought that was a promising thing from this game. It's obviously uh, looking at the bright side of nine sacks is 
there's not a lot of great things to say about that. But I thought that their response as a team, it wasn't, hey, we're down now second and 15. Let's just run it a couple times and play field position and punt it. They were out there throwing the ball, trying to make up that yardage. And more often than not, we're doing a pretty good job of getting back ahead of the chains a little bit, at least making it manageable third down situations. But as we talk about specific plays that were keys in winning this game, I think we first have to talk about that Joe Mixon on the first drive. First snap of the game from Burrow, he's getting sacked. And obviously we know now that was a a little foresight into what we would see a lot for the rest of that game. And on second down, there's a dump down to Joe Mixon, catches it two yards past the line of scrimmage. There's one guy waiting right there for him. He's able to elude him. And then two guys pursuing after that, able to break tackles. He turns it into a 20 plus yard gain gets us down inside the 25-yard line. We end up getting a field goal on that drive, getting on the board first. That was a humongous play because if he's tackled right away and it's a third and 10 or whatever it would have been, uh, third and long, at least we know that. Not sure whether we convert, not sure whether we score that drive. I think even though it was only three points, getting on the board first was huge for the Bengals. I think it played a part in a little bit played a part in how the Titans played the rest of their game all in all, because they were playing from behind for the majority of the game. But early on, I thought that play Joe Mixon made a great move on the guy. He's always doing a pretty good job of uh, trying to fall forward, but huge play from him. And then you got our third drive. This was a play that was a a huge chunk play. If you watch the game, you remember it clearly. It was third, uh, third drive. We are at second and nine from our own 13 Jamar gets a quick screen pass one-on-one and I guess you classify it as a screen because it's behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage, but it wasn't your typical tunnel screen jailbreak, like whatever, where you've got two or three receivers over there blocking for him. It was literally, he's one-on-one. We're going to give him an opportunity to make a play. He makes his man miss gains 50 plus yards, whatever it was, puts us at the 30 yard line. We're already in field goal range at that point. From being backed up deep in our own territory where a sack puts us in big trouble, where definitely we were about to experience a field position flip where they're probably getting really good field position if we have to punt from our 10, 15 yard line, whatever it is there. And instead, we get a really big play made by Chase. And honestly, the next play wasn't a big gain. It was a two yard carry, but it was another end around kind of trick play sort of thing with Jamar Chase getting a carry, which we've now seen for a few weeks, which I'm really enjoying his creative involvement in this offense, getting the ball in his hands any way possible. But that huge chunk play to, again, get us into field goal range, take a, uh, you know, the first the first one we talked about, the Mixon one, you've got the sack and you're kind of reeling a little bit, maybe get a big gain. You're now in field goal range. You can kick a field goal later on. This one backed up in your own territory, things against you a little bit in that regard, get a big play, able to eventually get a field goal as well. If we fast forward now to the third quarter, that first drive actually coming out of the half, the the offense did a pretty good job, probably their best drive of the day as far as sustaining ball movement. There was a third and one conversion to T Higgins. It was a really good play design, I thought, by Zach Taylor. It It was a quick throw, which we knew we needed the way Burrow was getting pressured. It was a pretty safe throw. Higgins went in motion, caught the ball in the flat, and then from there was able to turn it up the field. Again, we only needed one yard. He ends up making a couple guys miss and, and getting a good gain out of that. Same drive. You have third and five. Joe Burrow scrambles, 
dives for the first down. Bengals fans now expect that out of their quarterback. And uh, I think that's truly special. (laughs) We've got a quarterback that's not out there trying. You know, it's scary sometimes when he does it, but he's not trying to slide and uh, worry about. I mean, it's kind of scary to say, but he's not necessarily worried about the next play. He's worried about right here and right now. I need to convert this first down dives ahead, stands up, flicks his wrist forward, signaling a first down. You love the swagger that you see from Joey B every once in a while. Next play, very next play, Joe Mixon cut back touchdown run. It's 16 to six Bengals. It was a great drive to start the second half, get the momentum going again. You got key conversions on third down. You punched in a touchdown after settling for three field goals earlier in the game. I really thought that that was going to be, I mean, I'll I'll admit I was a little surprised that we even let the Titans tie it up after then at 16 to six, even though there was plenty of time left in the game, the way our defense was playing, I really thought we were going to, that was, that was going to kind of be the nail in the coffin for them. It took some good fortune and some breaks for them to be able to get back to a tie game, but that was an enormous drive nonetheless with a couple of key conversions. And then of course you've got that last drive of the game. There may have only been 20 seconds left, but we have Joe Burrow and we have Evan McPherson. And I think those two things should strike fear in any opponent late in a game that, you know, you've got a quarterback that has great composure, extremely clutch. And then you've got a kicker that is obviously clutch, but he also has enormous range. The, 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 confidence we have in Evan McPherson to be able to kick a 50 plus yard field goal, no matter the elements, no matter whether it's warm weather or cold weather, home road game winner, first quarter, doesn't matter. The confidence we have in Evan McPherson, I think, especially later into the season, later into these games in the playoffs, when pressure's building a little bit, those are things that have to worry an opposing defense and you know, we 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 got a good we got a good rep out of our offensive line on on the one play where Joe snaps the ball, gets a clean pocket, and delivers uh, a corner route to Jamar Chase to pick up enough yardage to put us in that field goal range. And you had big players making big plays and big moments, big situations there in the game. And then we got to watch that ball sail fifty two yards through the air between the upright posts. And it was an AFC championship berth for Cincy. That was my first actual road game I've ever been to as a Bengals fan. And man, there is just something a little bit different, actually, in a good way. Walking out of a stadium surrounded by people that are sad and uh, you're not. So the 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 who day chants that you could hear smattering across the, the concourse when you're walking out and knowing that everybody else is pretty upset is uh it's kind of weird to admit that that feels really good. Uh, don't, I'm not sure if that makes me a bad person, but man, that was something to be in an away stadium and you come in as the underdog, take care of business, win the game in their season. It was, it was not the most polished game offensively, obviously, but I think as Bengals fans, knowing that we have Joe Burrow, we have Jamar Chase, we have those offensive weapons. We have Evan McPherson, who we've, we've said before, he's a weapon. We're going to break through eventually whether it's the the Joe Mixon Mixon touchdown run, whether it's the field goals from Evan McPherson game winners, we're going to break through. And we did enough offensively and with special teams this game to win. But really, we're not even in that position to win that game without our defense. It was an absolutely 
stellar game from Lou's defensive unit. It was like honestly an entire catalog of of huge plays you could pull from from the defense that they made throughout the duration of that game. There was one play when it occurred. I, I had to tweet about it because one, I didn't want to forget. And two, I was just like, it was one that I saw and at the moment wasn't thinking like, oh, that'll be a very key play. It was more like that was just a really good play. It was a third down and seven. Uh, Trey Hendrickson almost gets the sack on Tannehill. He's right there, almost able to bring him down. Tannehill scrambles. Hendrickson continues his pursuit, ends up assisting on the tackle. They get some short of the first down. They end up punting the ball. It was an extremely high effort play from arguably our best player on defense. Now, would Tannehill have been tackled by somebody else anyways? Maybe, maybe they wouldn't have scored on that drive regardless if they got the first down. I don't know. But the noticeable high effort play from Trey there was what really caught my eye. And I think it's just been something we've seen throughout the season of this team uh, doesn't have egos. This team is playing for each other. They're playing for their coach. Like these guys are fully bought in. And that play was just a slight microcosm, a little example of what we've seen overall this entire season. Then you want to talk about big plays. We got a two point attempt from. Uh, the Titans, after they score their touchdown, tie it up six to six. It was an important momentum play, I thought, from a from the stadium perspective of how you feel the momentum. A little bit different, obviously, being there in person than when you're watching on TV. You can uh, on TV, you can hear the crowd roaring sometimes when there's a big play or whatever, but you can't quite feel the momentum the same way you can in the stadium. And after they went down and scored that touchdown being surrounded by Titans fans where I was sitting, I had a feeling that they thought, okay, now that we've tied it up, you know, we can get into our run heavy approach and we can kind of take the air out of the ball, win an ugly game, running it and playing good defense, sacking burrow, like whatever they're ready to take the lead, right? Cause they score the touchdown. It's going to be seven to six. They get the, the penalty. They decide to go for two. And Clayton Johnston makes a great ankle tackle on Derrick Henry short on the two-point attempt. And the fact that it was Clayton Johnston, I think, is just as important as the play that was made. Because this is a dude that isn't a starter. He's not a guy that we rely on, usually, for important snaps defensively. He's a player that many Sundays he's not showing up in the box score much at all. He's out here making an enormous tackle in the playoffs to save two points. It was a really important play. When you look at the grand scheme of the game, so we won by three. That would have been a two-point play, I guess. I guess you could say we still would have won that game. But it really did feel like in that moment that that was a very important stop to keep the game tied 6-6. to Then you have the Bengals touchdown drive uh, to start the third quarter that we talked about before. The Titans trying to answer. They're going run heavy, and they are breaking off chunk runs. Nine yards three yards, nine yards, then a 45 yard run. And it, it, things are, things are shifting again, right? Momentum wise. And it feels like Tannehill's had trouble protecting the ball. They now know we're going to break off these chunk plays. They're wearing us down. They're going to run it down our throats and score a touchdown, answer our touchdown. Next, you've got the Mike Hilton interception off of the blitz. And it was the second time actually he'd gotten in the backfield on a blitz. He did so earlier in the game as well. And really, it was a great read by him to to leap and deflect the quick screen attempt and come down with that pick. Good concentration. 
and a huge play regardless you know we didn't score on that impending drive but i think one of the important things as i was watching that game i was thinking you know we score in that what third first drive of the third quarter and make it 16 to 6 and i'm thinking in my head how many drives does a team have like how many drives are the titans going to get in the second half probably five ish the way it was going i was thinking probably five drives and they just used one of them uh where we got a turnover whether we score on the next drive or not they wasted one of those drives with a turnover and the number of chances they have to tie this game are dwindling now granted we had an interception gave the ball back to them and so that kind of breathed new life into them but regardless their chances were running out one of those chances they had later they get the ball with 11 ish minutes left in the game and they're driving down the field again they've gone 48 yards in five plays they're looking at a third and one from our 35 with Randy Bullock. I'm not sure that's field goal range, but they're knocking on the door of field goal range. And honestly, at third and one from the 35, I'm like, OK, even if they don't get it here, which they're probably going to run it with Derrick Henry and probably be able to get a yard. It's four down territory. They'll go for it again. If they convert, they're taking at least a couple more minutes off of the clock. And at that point, there's there's eight minutes left when they're looking at this third and one. The next two plays by this defense, Cam Sample, great contain, Logan Wilson assisting on the tackle on the Ryan Tannehill uh, keeper, no gain, sets up that fourth down. Hubbard gets great penetration on the fourth down. Wilson, Pratt, all of them in there to tackle Derrick Henry for a two-yard loss, turnover on downs. And it was another stand for this defense against the quote-unquote King Henry. And I thought the play from, I mean, you can't really call out one dude, right? The defensive line played great. DJ Reader played amazing and run defense. Our linebackers, Logan Wilson, I thought Jermaine Pratt played very well. Marcus Bailey knifing into the backfield consistently. Those two plays, again, enormous from our defense. The very next defensive possession, first of all, we had a great special teams tackle by Trey Flowers, dropped Chester Rogers immediately on the punt return. So the Titans have the ball back at their own 16 with 243 left. They get a first down. And they seem somewhat content to let the clock run down a little bit. They're not looking to give the ball back to Cincinnati. But wouldn't you know, third and five, they have to throw to try to convert. And it's Eli Apple with the pass breakup, Logan Wolf with the interception. And Eli Apple continues to play at a very high level. On a day when he was our best cover corner, like like I, I, you know, we saw Wujie struggle in coverage against the Titans. Probably his worst game of the year. We saw... Well, we saw, I don't know if you saw, I noticed Trey Wayne's uh, running as a gunner on the punt team. And I looked at that and I was like, that's wild that we signed this dude. He was our big free agent signing a couple years back. He's on special teams. And meanwhile, Eli Apple's the dude playing every snap at cornerback, playing at a high level, making plays in the playoffs. Absolutely blows my mind. I'm not going to complain because I did enough complaining about Eli Apple early in the season and as Gabe likes to remind me, I have to eat crow on that. I was wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong. Eli Apple making plays for this defense. So coming out of Tennessee, coming home from Nashville, my takeaways from that game and, and really overall so far is this team has won two playoff games. They've proved to themselves they can win playoff games. Coach Taylor has proven that he can win playoff games. We've won a playoff game as a favorite. We've won a playoff game as an underdog. We've won a playoff game at home. We've won one on the road. We've won a playoff game where our defense struggled to contain the run. We gave up seven 
yards of carry to the Raiders. We've won a playoff game where we committed seven penalties. The other game we committed six. Uh, this this is a team that was the least penalized in the NFL, averaging four a game. Those two or three penalties extra per game don't feel huge. You know, it's not like we're committing those eleven penalty games that just you can't you can't win when you do that. But we're committing more penalties, still winning the games. We're three for seven scoring touchdowns in the red zone in two playoff games, and we've won them both. We've won a playoff game where we allowed nine sacks to our quarterback. Let me tell you now, if you go back and look in the history of the league, not many quarterbacks are winning games when getting sacked nine or more times. I had to go look it up because I was very curious. The last decade, so I only went back the last decade, two quarterbacks of the 27, I believe, that have been sacked nine or more times have won their game. Joe Burrow had the best completion percentage, most passing yards in those games. He's he's the GOAT. But we won a game in the playoffs where we allowed nine sacks to that fearsome front four from Tennessee. This team, and I think this is, I think you can look at it as a positive thing. We're not really playing out of our minds right now. I don't think that there's a concern that this team's going to come crashing back down to earth because I think if, if you think about the Baltimore and Kansas City offensive explosions, had we done that in our two games in the playoffs, I think people would be saying, okay, can't score 40 every game. That hasn't been happening. I, I mean, I kind of wish it, it had been, but it hasn't been. We've been solid in spurts, but generally the offense hasn't really clicked in the two games of the playoffs. All we need is for one playoff game where that clicks and it's over. It's not going to come down to a field goal at the horn. And we get a chance for that next weekend in the AFC championship game in Kansas city in a rematch against the chiefs as the same chiefs team at home that just allowed Gabriel Davis to drop 200 yards and four touchdowns on their heads open over and over and over and over. They just let that happen to them. And we get to play them next week in Arrowhead. Yes, Arrowhead is a hostile environment. But we've got Joe Burr. We've got Joe Mixon. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. And I I think it's important that we won that game. You know, as Kansas City fans complained that it was a ref uh, assisted win earlier this season in Cincinnati. I don't care. And I don't think the Bengals players care what anybody else thinks about it. They've proven that they can beat Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs juggernaut of a team. And we get a chance to do it again. We get a chance to prove to everybody that this isn't a fluky season, that earlier in the season it wasn't a fluky win against the Chiefs. We can do it again. And we can play for a Super Bowl in a few weeks. And the next step in that is sat Sunday at 3 o'clock against the Kansas City Chiefs in Missouri. I don't think I'll be there. I really need a, a good recovery week here to hopefully get my uh, voice back and get my immune system built back up so that I can throw a raucous party on Sunday watching the AFC Championship game. But this offensive breakout is coming. We know it's coming. Back-to-back, -back, meh performances 
And I don't think Joe Burrow is going to let that happen for a third straight game on the road. He's going to he's going to savor that on the road. I thought he he enjoyed the road. He enjoyed the home win. I know he tried to downplay it because that's his job. I'm sure he enjoyed it. But I think there was something a little extra going into Tennessee against the number one seed as the underdogs winning the game. You saw some emotion out of Joe Burrow after that game that we, we definitely didn't see after the Raiders game. You know, running onto the field and hugging Evan McPherson and pumping his fist and after the game beating his chest and yelling like we didn't see that raw emotion out of Joe Burrow when we beat the Raiders because we were supposed to beat them. Technically, we weren't supposed to beat the Titans. And we went in there and we did it. And I think Joe takes that type of stuff personally. I think he he relishes that opportunity to be the underdog and to beat the favorite. And we have a chance to do that against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a great time to be a Bengals fan, as it has been all season long. Until next time, everybody. Hootie.